All right, so welcome to episode nine of Outliers in Sales and Marketing. I have Kyle Bailey here, who runs a marketing firm in Austin called Front Burner Marketing. That's correct. And uh, he started about eight years ago. And I just heard, heard about him through LinkedIn, good old kind of traditional uh, network. I'm always looking for people to interview on my podcast on there. And what I noticed that I thought was so interesting about his profile on LinkedIn and why I brought him on as a guest for this episode is that, Kyle, from your online presence, it really looks like you have the complete package to me because I see lots of people who are expert, you know, really are. I've seen some really impressive people in online and digital marketing, mm -hmm. but have no idea how to close a sale or ask a customer for their business. Yeah. And I've also seen a lot of people, really, really impressive salespeople, yeah. extremely impressive, the way that they, they close customers and how diligent they are about follow-up and just how articulate they are in the sales process. These are typically older gentlemen, but not, not always, who are extremely good at that and don't know anything about online marketing. Right. They right. think it's like voodoo witchcraft or they don't believe in investing in it or they wouldn't know where to start mm -hmm. and all of those things. You know, and yeah. so you putting the two together is what inspired me to reach out to you and bring you on the podcast. So we're going to cover both online and digital marketing, and we're going to cover sales. Nice. Which I think will be a pretty holistic approach. And sales is where I personally have the most experience um, and have typically excelled in the most. And I'm really trying to grow, grow in the online and digital marketing aspect of things. Awesome. So, without further ado, Kyle Bailey of Front Burner Marketing. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for making the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. I, I'm excited to talk about sales because it's kind of the, if you will, the ugly stepchild of all of business because it's been so abused by so many, so many bad operators. Yeah. I do a lot of presentations, and one of the questions I love to ask a room is how many people in here want to be salesy or you don't want to be salesy? Yeah. I'll ask one, two forms of that same question. Right. And if you say you don't want to be salesy, everybody will raise their hand. I'll say, well, you should go ahead and get rid of your business and go home and go to bed. <laughs> because business is sales. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so what they really don't want to be, they don't want to be uh, spammy. They don't want to be fake. They don't want to be slimy. They don't want to uh, shoehorn people into bad deals. And really what that, what's happening when they say that, they're attaching the word and the definition sales to their worst experiences and what people have maybe have told them. Yeah, exactly. And they want to be uh, altruistic. They want to be authentic and all these great things, which that's really what a sale is. I know. I believe, I firmly believe that sale is very much attached to your soul. Yeah. Your mind, will, and emotions because... It's really one of the truest reflections of what you believe. Yeah. Because when you see something of value, you act on it. Yeah. And the, the truest way you can act on things in a lot of ways is with, with your money. We see that in giving in local things like in charities and things. It, it's all great. You can like it on Facebook. You can share it on LinkedIn. You can do all those great things. But when you give your money to something, that's when it's really real. Because yeah. you're giving a reflection of your time. Yeah. And so, really, at the heart of everything that we do, uh, in a, a small business sense, it really is all about sales. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a strange dichotomy of things and, and something that I've puzzled over, too. And, and maybe you could give us even some more insight into this, although you had already started. You know, like, one of the main things that you're trying to do in sales, sadly, because of, you know... I guess how, oft, how often people think that being inauthentic and pushy is going to help them be a successful salesperson. And so that's what most people have experienced mm -hmm. is you are trying to come off as the kind of foil to that and the counterfactual. Like the effective way that I kind of break through to people on cold calls mm -hmm. is by sounding different than all the other cold calls that they've that's received. It. That's it. And that's kind of my main approach and so i'm trying to find someone in common mm -hmm. i'm trying to not like pitch into them with some cheesy sounding voice like right. hey is this adam sharper <laughs> you know like <laughs> that's right yeah and so i do the complete opposite i'm like it, it, uh is this adam sharper you know yeah. what I mean? and i'm like oh my gosh that's so crazy i know i'm calling you out of the blue right. you know what i mean and i try to be like almost like uh 
not really. I just play out on that part of myself that's kind of more like nervous. Like this is kind of weird that I'm just randomly calling you. You know what I mean? And people respect that way more because that's more natural if someone wants to randomly call them. You know? Well, and it's true to you, which is really important because people can sniff through fakery. I, I had a guy on the phone. The other it's day. insane how well they can. Oh yeah, you're you're. I mean, even if you get away with it, what have you gotten away with? What have you achieved? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I think as quick as you can get to the solution of a problem, either awakening them to the problem they didn't really know they had or didn't understand what the problem really was, and I deal with that a lot in social media and online marketing, SEO, WordPress, all this stuff. Yeah. There's problems people don't realize they have. Right. You know, people don't realize that HTTPS is a big deal and it's coming. Yeah. Google's about to really, really come down in the next couple of years if your site doesn't have an SSL. Yeah. Uh, 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 mobile friendly in, in, in websites. People don't realize that this is a ranking factor now and that they lose all their mobile traffic. They don't understand why things have shifted. And so you're educating and finding and, and helping the client find that problem. Yeah. But if you're not authentic and if you don't really believe in the product, I, believe it or not, I actually had a call in today that came in to me from a uh, directory. Yeah, and a lot of whether or not you know about directories. Directories are I don't, I don't like think. One, one of the <laughs> signals in SEO is directories. So you get listed in these directories. Okay. Back in the old days of SEO, you could get listed in these directories, and immediately your site would jump in ranking. Oh, okay. So you would get all these signals back. Well, now it's still important, but it's not central anymore. But it still is important. Well, these people will offer direct free free listing in their directories as an opportunity to upsell. Yeah. To their to their uh, their premium package. Yeah. And I could tell she didn't believe in it. And after a little bit of investigation, there was no value there. She was charging, they were charging $300 a month for a few impressions, like 100 impressions, which if you know anything about online marketing, it's that's horrible. nothing. It's nothing. Um, and she literally would talk in these long two and three minute stretches. Just in long, long she, sentences. She doesn't believe in she. She has such a poor belief in what she's saying that she's got to make sure that you know she doesn't give you a chance to like respond. You know what I mean? And point it, out. It was almost apologetic. Sorry. Honestly, yeah. it wasn't even. It was like, yeah, here's the thing. Here's how much it costs. Blah 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 blah. But then on and on and on. Yeah. So going back to your point, you have to find the groove that's for you. Yeah. Anybody out there who loves golf, I had a golf teacher tell me one time the most dangerous guy you'll ever play or woman is someone who's grooved their mistakes. So yeah, they might open up on the backswing. They might, you know, overcorrect and overcook their, their foreswing, which would normally end up in a hook. But if they're able to make that work, they have played so much that they grooved their mistakes and they're going to kill you. It's like <laughs> they Bruce, grooved their mistakes. You know, Bruce Lee <laughs> said, you know, I don't fear the man who's practiced 10,000 kicks. Yeah. I fear the man who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. And I think for anybody in sales, that's what you have to know. You have oh to my know. God, that's awesome, dude. That yeah, exactly. Anyways, yeah. just like I love the philosophy. I can't it, so. like jump in and like interrupt you because I just want to agree so much to give you like a personal anecdote of why I agree. But yes, go ahead, hit it. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's why I'm so effective at like my current company's sales mm -hmm, process, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm. I've done it so many times. Right. And why do other people seem so incompetent? Every single sure. ob objection. Well, that I'm trying to train. They're my salespeople, so yeah. I generally call them incompetent. But, you know, learning new people, it's like I've seen every single objection. I've yeah. been told no a million times, and I've, like, subconsciously categorized, like, which ones are most popular. So I, like, <laughs> address it, like, in the very beginning, you know. Right, right, right. Way before they well, can Well, that's an up. important point. That's an important point. Building in uh, objection control or objection addressing into your, your kind of setup. Well, and Grant Cardone calls it addressing the boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, you, absolutely. you got to bring out the boogeyman, man. Sure. <laughs> Just bring it out, you know what I mean? Yeah. you well, got to find them. Like, one of the most effective things I've found... you got to talk is, about it just yeah, directly, totally. you know? Totally. If you, if, if, for me, understanding, quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes for anybody listening to this, <laughs> uh, you understand your enemy. Your enemy is other salespeople. Yeah. Like, what, are, what, what experience have they given your yeah. prospect? Yeah. And so for me, I understand what that is. And what that is uh, is just really, really shoddy performance. Lots and lots of promises because everybody in the SEO world uh, knows that, you know, they're not going to be able to deliver on certain things. So they tell the customer they can, knowing the customer is going to burn in six months. So they call that the turn and burn model. 
that in three to six Ooh, months. Nice. That, no, it's uh, horrifying, man. It is. It is. It's really bad. The SEO world has burned a lot of people. And if you're a small business owner listening to this, you probably have been burned by bad SEO people. So first right out of the box, I tell people I don't sign every client that comes through the door. Not everybody's a fit for my services. I'm not a fit for theirs. I'll either find the right fit for you knowing the connections that I have, or I'll tell you this is really isn't a good idea for you. You really should do this. I had a conversation just like this last week Yeah. where after 30 minutes of discovery, I told the client, you really should go direct mail. Your application is best for direct mail. I know a postcard person that will hook you up and do a great job for you, but that's not. Other than doing some very minor corrections on your website, I wouldn't do SEO or online marketing. They're in a particular field that it just doesn't work for. Yeah. So uh, there, there's once I start talking like that, that's different than other digital agencies. Absolutely. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, I'll tell you a funny story. I do something very similar, but I definitely tell your story, then I'm going to tell you, I call that saying the buying atmosphere. So. Yeah, 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 I like it, I yeah. like it. Um, so on the other end of that scale, I won't name any names, but I know a friend who worked in uh, a digital uh, website building business okay. here in town, and uh -huh. they did a networking meeting, and the person was an SEO provider. They didn't do SEO, and so they're like, great, this could be a good partnership. We'll have to have a further meeting. Well. What that SEO person did is went to their testimonial list and went right down the list and contacted, contacted every one of them and said, hey, they've endorsed us and said that uh, they wanted me to call you so that we could do SEO services for you. Oh, my God. What they didn't know is the first person was her dad. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets a call from her dad. Uh, did you tell this guy to call me? And, of course, the burn the relationship. But this is... There's a lot of people like that in the SEO field for some reason. Yeah, well, there's just a lot of people seeking expediency, you know, over long-term yeah. success. Yeah. And uh, it really just shows mostly you know, lack of character, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, that pressure, you know, baby needs new shoes. And that pressure of end-of-the-month quota, make your sale, make your calls, all that stuff comes into play. And that really tests you. Again, you get to this idea of the soul. It tests who you are, what you're going to do when the chips are down. Yeah. Are you going to cut corners? Are you going to take the easy route out? Uh, you know, are you going to, you know, try to muscle some people into some deals? Yeah, the baby needs new shoes, but the baby needs new shoes in six months, 12 year. I mean, 12 months and 18 months sure. too. Sure. And 18 months out, if you've been doing the right things, your clients are going to be giving you referrals, you have warm leads, and you'll feel good about yourself. And mm -hmm. how you feel about what you're selling and your belief in it, mm -hmm has a massive, massive effect. So I, I also want to pick up in a second, I didn't know we were just going to talk about sales, we will talk about online <laughs> in a second. I want to pick up on how crazy it is, and maybe you have some insight into it, why people can tell when you don't really believe in your product, because it's it's so freaky. That's one thing that it took me a long time to learn, like two and a half years, honestly. And I can tell you a little story about it mm -hmm. after you, you explain why that is. But I just wanted to say, I, I do the same thing, and I think it's so key when you said, my service isn't for everyone. We have a different, like slightly different worded way to say it, but it's the exact yours? same point. Um, I'll, I'll tell it to you uh, in one second. Okay. And, and, and the key there, I think, is that, you know, I view every person, maybe they're not, maybe it's not 100% of the time, but every single time I sit down for like a new sales meeting, mm -hmm. mentally in my image, I have like that they've constructed like this wall and a barrier, and they're like, got their shields up, you know, and, and they're like ready to fend me off, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because they think that no matter what they say um, or tell me about their situation, that I'm just going to try to sell my product to them, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And get them to, to close it and pay for it, whether yeah. they need it or not, Yeah. you know? And, and so then I have to try to find a way to, because if they keep that, that wall up, right, and you kind of go into the meeting, then they're not going to open up enough to really tell you what their problems are. And then obviously you're fucked because if you can't find a problem, then you're not going to make any sale ever. I have one very simple tactic that I use with super resistant people. Yeah. So we'll role play here for a second. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> hey, Zach, glad, glad we're meeting today. So, and you say anything resistant. Yeah, I mean, I just took the meeting because uh, you called so many times. <laughs> Well, that's great. So what is be, it? This could be a really short meeting. Uh, you know, why did you take this? What, so you really don't see any output? No, normally, I mean, we do kind of have some problems with this, yeah, I guess. There you go. That's it. What, normally what happens is people have pushy, 
uh, resistances yeah. that they've built up. They're like, I'm going to say this to this guy. You know, I'm going to poke a couple of holes in this thing, and you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's typically guys who do this. Uh, yeah, they're they've got a bravado thing. And, uh, you know, with SEO, the technical side of it, you also get the techno guys who come in. They want to know, you know, your FTA protocol. And all. They're, they're going to have these hyper-technical <laughs> with, with, and uh, so. Which is I probably just, like missing the forest for the I trees. Do the take away, I just do the takeaway. I go, well, maybe this meeting's not for you. It could be a really short meeting if you want. Is there anything you wanted to discuss today? And I'll put it right back in their lap. Because I'm perfectly willing to walk away because I'm not about wasting anybody's time. Yeah. You know, I'm not about being here just for myself. I didn't set this meeting to be here for myself. Yeah. I came here because I do believe that I do have a solution here. And I think that goes back to the what started this line of, 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 of discussion right now, which is how, the, how do they fish, how do they sniff through that? And it's because there, there's a different sound when you really, when you, when you experientially know oh, that right. you solve a problem, yeah. that, that uh, when you experience that, there's like a very, you use the word holistic at the beginning of this, and we were talking a little bit before about books and things we like, yeah. and about who, and, and, and it's about that. When you experience that, there's a different motor and drive to the way you discuss it. When you know you really do solve a problem, you take that experience into your sales calls. Yeah. And you believe it. And when you believe it, you sound different than... How does the customer know, though? It seems such, like, kooky shit. Like, I don't know. I don't understand how it works. I've only seen it enough through trial and error to realize that, like... And I can tell you my story of why, but how how can... It's just something that we can't identify, but we know to be true through observation. Well, I think it's because the customer's on 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 the organic end of this whole thing. We're in. They produce a message refine a message, spend all day in the message, have big meetings with whiteboards about the message. And we're so in it that we forget that in the real world, they live on the other side of this thing. Yeah. And if we really do solve that problem, they experience this problem. Yeah. So if you're talking about that problem in any kind of uh, uh, artificial way, yeah, it sounds like crap. Yeah. It's kind of like a bad date, you know. You, f- you can fish that out really fast. You know really fast. It must go- just be something about the psychology of lying. We've evolved to be able to detect that, you know, because it's really important. You have to be able to tell when other people Well, when are you lying. think about... When people you learn think- as a young kid, you know. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But you think about the when, when you're dealing with the problem. It's a type of lying, you know, when you're selling totally. product that you don't believe in. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I totally agree with you. Um, but if you think about that problem, that problem is that this very visceral fight or flight angsty resistance thing in your mind and, yeah. and really in your soul. We get yeah. back to that again. And this is, now I, I deal with 25 things a day. Yeah. But this one, this is my ingrown toenail. Yeah. This is my, you know, cowlick that's set in the morning. I can't, you know, it's just <laughs> bugging me all the time. <laughs> and so if you can speak to that, great. But it doesn't take but a few sentences to know you're full of it. Yeah. You know, if you are. Yeah. So I, I really think that's what it is. I really, I really do. Because you deal with it as a customer. You deal with that thing in a very organic way. This is a problem. Yeah. I don't want to have this problem. Yeah. And if you start coming at me going, yeah, a really great example for me is uh, my very first SEO customer. He's still my customer. Uh, eight years later. Um, he, I sat down with him and uh, we started the SEO process. Six months in, uh, we were doing a check-in meeting mm-hmm. to see how things were going. Yeah. And you, you've been in sales long enough. Mm-hmm. If you've done any kind of relationship management, then you know what, kind of what to expect. And what I, when I said, how are things going? What I expected to hear from him is I'm really happy because we've exceeded all of our KPIs for how quickly we were going to get ranked on page one. They had zero rankings when we started. Yeah. And I'm really excited about what we've got ranked. I'm really excited about the content work you've been doing. Yeah. He didn't say any of those things. <laughs> he said, you make my life easier. And that stopped me because I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. And I said, well, of course, tell me how that is happening. He said, well, you saved me about seven hours a month. And I said, okay, I'm still, this is another one I didn't expect. Yeah. Tell me how this is another. He said, your reports are simple. He said, every other online marketing company we've ever had hands me these big complex reports. It takes me about six hours a month to decode it and stack it, restack it into a presentation that I can go and give my boss. Yeah. And then I have to decode it for him. Yeah. Your reports, I can take it in a whole. I don't have to do any prep. We talk it over. And we're done. Yeah. Saves me seven hours a month. Yeah. What do you think started going into all my 
uh, value add, you know, uh, discovery stuff for new clients. Yeah, that, and it probably helped your business explode. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Well, and I, I didn't even understand that that was a big problem yeah. for people until yeah. he told me that. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, what a lot of people, what a lot of companies do out there is they bury bad performance and big bad reports with thousands of data points. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. And uh, the reason, by the way, that I, that the, how I first learned this, that if you don't believe in the product, it's going to be extremely hard to believe, to sell it. And uh, I mean, with no difference in your skill, like closing or knowing how to like make sure, sure the right decision makers there, or, like whatever, sure. like cool, like technical things that are really important. Mm -hmm. But, and, and it was because I was selling books door to door for nice. Southwestern. Yeah. Have you heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. So. In Georgetown? Or Southwestern Publishing. Southwestern, yeah, they, they, it's like this big sales conglomerate. Southwestern is a feeder program where they train college students through this door-to-door -door sales program. Cool. And it's really intense. Maybe we're like 85 hours a week and really advanced kind of training and stuff because they're trying to develop people to like go work in their other companies to sell oh, real okay. estate when they're out of college and stuff. It's a huge company. I think it has like 30,000 employees or something, whatever. Wow. Based in Nashville, Tennessee. And anyways, uh, so I was doing the program. You sell books door to door. It's super hard. I was super terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, what I what I realized is I was selling the shit out of this one product. They had like you know these books that you can sell, and this college prep, and like a kids learning thing that had an online subscription. And like my numbers at the end of the week, I was selling like you know, 90% of what I was selling was this college prep thing. Mm. And what was crazy is that I had the same sales script for everything. I had the same clothes. My, the way that I like introduced myself and knocked on the door was like the exact same. Everything was exactly the same. But that one solved a big problem. No, 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 no. This is an interesting okay. thing. Probably all of them solved different problems and stuff. But I really, really believed in oh, that okay. one that it was a good value for what they okay. were paying. Okay, okay. And I thought the other so ones were kind of overpriced and kind of shitty compared to like what they could get. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it didn't dawn until like eight months later, you know, like, <laughs> holy shit, you know? Yeah. And so, which just shows how incredibly slow I am. But the point is, you know. Well, no, you're in it. That goes back to my point. You're in it. You're all the details are right here. Oh, I'm like this eyes. close. And there's like right. a sales manager you on have, my ass. And right. Like I have the meetings the once a week. The things that quote unquote matter. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Numbers. Yeah. Scripts. Door to door. Are you sweating too much? Are you sweating enough? All these things. <laughs> How much activity? And which is important, actually. Right. But, yeah. And then, you, right, all that stuff. It's all important. It's all data. It's, you've got to hit it all. But I think the magic, and we're truly, truly high-performing salespeople uh, hit it out of the park, is being able to have a time for all that data, but then at some point you compartmentalize and go, what's the most important? Yeah. I saw you have, is it the one thing? What do you have? I have the one thing, yeah, and zero to one. Uh, yeah. No, I think it was the one thing. Uh, the one thing and essentialism both yeah. touch the same. They're both really great books. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and it talks about push everything off your desk except the one thing that matters. Yeah. And focus on that. Yeah. And that's what kind of you got to by accident. But yeah. those are the lessons we learn as we go. Yeah. 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 You learn why did that stick out? What was it in me? What yeah. was it in the There class? definitely is like the 20% of things that you do that have totally. the 80% of the results. Yeah, I think I there's a, back to that a parallel bit. lesson though. It was just amazing that I was the same salesperson, right? Same skill at every mm -hmm. single thing, but then I was selling the fuck out of that one product that I believed. Right. And I was right. Per, I was right. presenting all three of them. Sure. There must have just been something. Maybe if I had a camcorder recording all my meetings, like, I would have been up. able to tell or something about me. You probably stood a little straighter. We're talking about the other ones. I was like, kind of going through the motions. What were the, the other ones? Can you give me a, a brief description of the other ones? Yeah, it was like these $500, it was like $500 for this huge set of books that uh -huh. would like help you study all the way through like junior high and high school. Mm -hmm. It's like a supplement mm -hmm. to going to school. I thought they were overpriced, yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. not a not a good deal. Sorry, uh, Virgie. She's kind of, <laughs> she's my sales manager. She's a district yeah. sales manager. I didn't, I didn't even like look deep enough within myself though, to understand whether I believed in this product or not. Sure. You know, um, but that's a skill you learn, even looking within yourself to understand what, like when I give presentations, yeah. I'll zone out sometimes. Yeah. I'll go through two or three points and I've kind of just coasted. Yeah. I have to be honest, part of being in sales, you have to really be honest with yourself and be accountable to yourself and well, go, what, what was that? And yeah. for you, you know, in that lesson, yeah. there's that time you unpack yourself and you have to take a close look. And you either need to dig deep on those other products. If I really wanted to fucking kick ass, right, right. and I wasn't completely right. ignorant, right. I could go back in time, I would see, okay, 
somebody, somebody at this company telling about this other bugs. Why is this a good deal? Yeah, because totally. I don't believe in it. Right, right. I would have confronted the boogeyman with my sales manager. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, let's just be fucking honest. Right. I, I think that these are overpriced. Like, people don't need these. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And then I would either get convinced, they're like, no, no, look, there's this. And I, I was like, oh, my God, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. And then if I would have got convicted in it, though, that was worth way more than the college prep thing. And the college prep is only like if they were high school seniors or something. Right. So I, my just that one thing, my sales would have been like five times bigger. Sure. You know, if I don't know how important belief was. Maybe. Or I would, have got, I would have gotten out. Sure. But here's another thing. Yeah. This is just goes, I mean, this goes back to the hyper granular of what you're talking about. Yeah. People, okay, so I mean, you may, maybe you've heard of this, maybe you haven't, yeah. um, but people will pay for problem solving yeah. far more than they'll pay for prevention, Yeah. right? Yeah. So your first product, K through 11, let's say, yeah. is prevention. Yeah. The second one is problem solving. My kid's not making it. He's not ready. She's not ready. Uh, we've got a crash course. we got to get on this. Yeah. College prep. Yeah. They're not going to be the right school. These kinds of things. Yeah. Although like, it really matters how you frame it. You know, you might be like, right. are having any problems in school right now? They yeah, probably sure. are. You know, Maybe. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're not, then you but know, you, if but I really you, knew I was there, I would just get out. But in your in the back of your mind as a parent, you, oh, we've got time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've got time. He's he's nine. Yeah. We've got time till right. he gets to graduation. The reason I believe it's more of my, my beliefs is that so many other people were signs of shit. Out of those other ones? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's that'd be a fun thing to go back. I, I I was in a nursery. I'm a big plant person, and okay. uh, I, I went in to buy some fertilizer from uh, this organic guy. Yeah. Uh, that I know. It's about time nursery in Main Chat. Yeah. A little shout out, and uh, he just threw out, "Hey, this is closing down. I'm opening up my own shop. Uh, they lost the lease here." Yeah. I said, "Oh, tell me about that. I'm interested." So he he threw out a couple things, but then he said, "Any salesperson would love to hear this." Yeah, I came in. Uh, they were really having a hard time, and I tripled their bottom tripled their bottom line in six months. I'm like, oh, I want to hear that story. Yeah. And I think anybody, because you, you know, there's something there. Yeah. Just like what you talked about, there's a little lock they found the key to, and they turned it, just like in the movies, and big stone doors started opening. <laughs> Every salesperson has that. Yeah. And they have several. Yeah. If they're really high performing, they have several. Yeah. So that's what I love about it, man, because it really it gets down to the soul again. It yeah. always gets down to the center of who you are. Yeah. If you're really going to be successful at it, yeah. you're either a really good liar and you're, you're a psychopath, or <laughs> you're an awesome, awesome, authentic person who, who is heart driven to find out about yourself and how that all uh, uh, interacts with your product, your service, your customer, all that good stuff. Okay, and let's take this and make it applicable for people. Okay. So, uh, what I want to do is first for the salesperson and then for the sales manager. Hopefully, we have salespeople and sales managers listening to this. I think we do. Um, for the salesperson, if they don't authentically believe in their company, their product, it, enough to where they can sell it with their soul, yeah. what should they do? Get out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Pretty Get out. Uh, it, it's that simple. Yeah. I mean, your life is short. Yeah. Honestly, it really is. It is really short. So you need to take a hard look. I'm going to address the person who was talking to me on the phone today. She needs to get another job. I mean, it's it's it's... It's, it can sound arrogant for me to say that. Yeah. Well, look at you and your job trees and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But some people will get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, you're in the land of Austin. You know, there's jobs everywhere. Uh, I, I don't know I don't know long-term what that answer is. Yeah. Uh, it, you may not be able to get out right this second. But you, you should at least start planning a roadmap. Yeah. Go teach school. Go do something. Do something that rings your bell. Whatever it is. Now, maybe that job pays so much that you know you have three kids. But it probably doesn't pay so much if, if you're not selling selling something you don't believe in because you're probably not selling it well. You know. Right, but maybe it's got a big base. You know. Anyway, maybe, maybe, you know. Well, I'm just saying you have to address the groceries along with your soul. You can't just well. You can't have three kids at home who need to be no, fed. Of and goes, hey kids, yes, listen. Yes. This this job didn't ring my bell, so we're eating bologna for the next six years <laughs> while I go find myself. Obviously, I'm gonna black surfboards to find myself. You know, we, we all have bills to pay. So I mean, there's some balance, there's some continuum line between leave today. Yeah, and, and leave never or in find, seven years. Find, either find the soul of that product yeah. that you can sell. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. I used to sell used cars. Mm -hmm. I would not sell, uh, I'll go ahead and say it. It was a uh, Chrysler Sebring. We would get used Chrysler Sebring. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't sell them. Why not? I would, uh, one, just one example. The engineering was just I mean, it was like storybook horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, to change the battery, it was three or four hours. 
man hours, and you couldn't do it. So oh you my had to go God, it's shop. so easy to change. So you're battery. looking at four hundred dollars to change a battery. And the reason is because they put it in the wheel well. You had to take the tire off, reach in. Some I don't know how to do it because the battery weighs 60, 50, 60 pounds, and you had to somehow reach above your head backwards, blind, <laughs> okay. and take it out. Yeah, so I would literally walk a client out onto the lot. They'd say, I came in to see Sebring. Great. I'd walk them out. My manager probably, if he ever hears this, he's not going to like that, but it's been 10 years. I should be safe. Uh, I'd walk them out and go, look, Mr. So-and-so, I, I wouldn't buy this car. Yeah. I'm going to tell you I wouldn't buy this car. Yeah. If you're just dead set on buying it, I'll sell it to you, but I would not buy this car ever. Yeah. And most of the time, they wouldn't. Yeah. One guy, one guy did buy it over my objections, but... But that's I couldn't I couldn't sleep well knowing that I sold somebody into that those big repair bills yeah and a lot of times those single moms you know they're coming there toting their two kids and they're looking I know I'm gonna put this person in this car for the next three or four years no way yeah yeah <laughs> you so can't like, replace that it's right. like yeah and it's like so, you're a bodybuilder to do that yeah so so you know everything like if I'm in this woman's position and I've been there I've, I I remember. I was doing phone sales for this, uh, and ironically enough, it was selling car sales uh, training, uh, hmm. and they did it through videos. Was it Grant Cardone? Uh, I think Grant Cardone was one of them. What they did, which is probably why it didn't work, uh, was they basically licensed content from all these other people. Hmm. They okay. probably had 15 or 20 different sales trainers. Mm, and right. you would send out these. Because I know Grant Cardone had the automotive kind of sales business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just wouldn't work, no matter what. And I allowed myself just to kind of go into zone mode, and because I had a little bit of a base, so I just coasted. And uh, yeah, it sucked. I wasn't happy. They weren't happy. Nobody was happy. And uh, you know, I wasn't really making any sales, so I felt like a failure. Yeah. And that really taught me a lot. Looking back on it, I. I continually draw lessons from that yeah um but and that's really what drove me into doing what i'm doing because i was selling for other people but they weren't really supporting what we needed and so as the more they wouldn't they didn't really talk about sales process so as i'm going out there talking to people about seo i'm looking at their sales process and it's horrible especially online their yeah. online sales process is just a shambles yeah and the biggest problem that i see with people with small businesses is their okay. online sales process doesn't marry up with their offline sales process. They'll go out and do some blogs, and then those blogs just kind of go out into the pasture, yeah. and they never really use them. They're not They're not writing the kind of content they can pull into what their live, face-to-face -face salespeople can use. Yeah. And that's where the mistake lies. So They kind of, uh, they just treat them as like two different worlds or something? Well, again, you get this idea where, oh man, blogging, I heard about blogging, I just went to a conference, I heard about blogging, we need to blog. So they put energy behind <laughs> blogging for six months, they put 12 blog posts out there that they think are relevant at the time. Cause they yeah, which is a good idea, good on them, holy shit, we need and, to start doing that. You know, you know it, at least it the is. effort to start doing something new. Right, and if you oh, do it, not. if you at least write every content, <laughs> yeah. then at least you've got something you could tie back to, but better... Put a little more energy into it, a little more focus, sit your marketing and your sales team down with the content writers and let them talk about what's needed. Then, I always tell people, reverse engineer your testimonials. Yeah. Get really granular testimonials, good and bad, and let the customer tell you what the content needs to be. Yeah. The customer will tell you, hey, these are great shirts. Yeah. We got them fast. Yeah. And we needed them by this deadline and they were able to come in. So you're going to write... write Blog post about ten things you might not know that you need when you need to buy. Sure, uh, quickly. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. A fast turn. Yeah, and you know the frat. I've never been a part of a fraternity, fraternity <laughs> okay. or anything, so I don't know anything about this whole world. Yeah, no but you know, yeah. there's going to be very, very granular, unique differences and and needs and and, and things. Uh, so you know, all that goes into if you're going to write blogs. Uh, and you've got to know your audience, too. Where is your audience going to be online? <clears throat> and how, does, how is the main way that writing a blog, right? Let's say you do it extremely well written. Mm -hmm. It really, you know, it really uh, is like that reverse testimonial thing that you're true, talking about. It's true. really resonating with people. Yeah. I'm going to ask a stupid question because I feel like they're often the most revealing. How does that make you any more money? What if you're doing a really good, good job with your blog? How, how is that going to add revenue to your business? Well, let's assume that my audience is online <clears throat> at night hunting around for my service. Okay. Let's make that assumption because that really is where it comes into play. Okay. So there's basically... They're in their pajamas sitting in the right, couch and they're right. The kids around. are finally asleep. 
Not yeah. for mine. Hopefully, hopefully, we're not having any kids in college. <laughs> Depends on the demographic. But yes, I'm teasing right. you. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, where do you get, really get into a college, man? It's been so long. I, I, Just I, go, go with your example, because I want to know. How, so yeah. how do you make money off that? Well, you... It has How does it add value? Audience. That's so, more specific. So maybe 25, 30%, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not the right fit. You right. shouldn't do it. That's okay. But if you if you want to just look at it from a content standpoint, the biggest thing is don't just stop with blogging. Put a thousand word blog post in. Put 10 images in. Yeah. Take those 10 images, make them a slideshare video with a voiceover. Yeah. Transcribe that video and make it a transcription inside because that gives you another angle on SEO. Yeah. Uh, that gives you some value, especially on YouTube. Yeah. Upload it to every video source you, you can find. Yeah. YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, these all have video platforms. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's probably 15 or other major ones. Yeah. So you have all these videos, okay. title them slightly differently, use your keywords, give yourself backlinks out of it, link out to valuable content. Neil Patel talks about this all the time. Uh, linking out to valuable content is a really overlooked uh, SEO uh, 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 ranking factor. Yeah. Um, so the trick to that is don't talk about your direct competition. Talk about people that are either way up the ladder from you that you'll never compete with, yeah. or they're uh, kind of um, industry leaders who provide content but don't sell. Yeah. So for me, it'd be like Search Engine Watch, uh, Search Engine Land. These are the major news sources on yeah. search engine stuff. Yeah. So I can link out to them all day long. I don't have any worry about losing uh, business to those guys. Yeah. But if I link to a big agency in Dallas, I'm probably going to lose business. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, so it, it's not about blogging. Your question is, you know, how do you make money from that? It, it's because hey, how do you make additional sales? And we're breaking it down for the sixth grader. Sure. 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 So, so then, <laughs> but that was good over. advice. So you've got all that. That's helping your SEO rankings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll get rankings out of that. But the, the big thing is, it's long tail. Uh, long tail versus short tail is like um, Austin Apparel Company versus. Um, uh, Apparel company that specializes in Greek uh, clubs. Yeah, that's a long tail keyword. Yeah, and that's very specific to you. You want to own every one of those. Okay. Anything around Greek, anything around fraternities, probably the top ten fraternities. You want to own everything around that. Yeah. And now you want to go throughout. Uh, like when you write your one blog post, you can have fifteen or twenty videos, and every one of those videos can be titled a little bit differently. Yeah. So you see, now you're getting this con content solar system. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you make money on it because now you're catching all these. Uh, there's a thing in fishing called trot lines. Yeah. And anybody that doesn't know about fishing, I'll explain it very quickly. There's two ways to fish: single hook, mass fish. Yeah. So there's different ways to mass fish. Trot lines one way, and that's it's a great way to look at online content. A, tr a trot line is a, a line you string that might have 50 hooks on it. You bait all those hooks, and every day you go check them. And well, the hook is like a form that they submit to do business with you on your well, website? Well, at a more basic level than that, it's a keyword. Yeah. It's something they see online that goes, hmm, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Then, yeah, you want your landing pages. And you can direct many, 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 many hooks to landing a single landing page if you yeah. want to. Yeah. So if it's male apparel for... And then it's going to end up in the lead, and then you're going to call on them, and they've been requesting a specific order or something. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Anything that will make them go, yeah, somebody contact me and let me know about this because I need help. Yeah. 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 So that's where you focus on problem solving. You write content like 25 ways that you can solve this problem. Like one for me. Yeah. Um, people are looking for holistic content, right? So I want, I want, I'm writing a piece right now, 27 ways. You want to use big numbers. 27 ways. 27 things you can do for your small business before, without ever hiring a consultant like me. Yeah. Because that, that gives people this idea like, oh, cool do these things without hiring. He's not just pitching his services. Yeah. He's giving free content. Yeah. You want to write pieces like that. Those are great uh, uh, lead magnet magnets. Yeah. Um, other giveaways are great lead, ma lead magnets as well. Um, but that's what you're looking for is a lead magnet that, that will get them in the door and cause them to fill out a form and say, yeah, uh, help somebody help me. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and then you have a sales process to back that up. Yeah, so my, my sales process is real simple. Yeah. Um, greeting, rapport building, and investigation. Those are both one step. Yeah. Presentation, demonstration, close. Yeah. My contention, I speak about this all the time. I spoke about the 80-20 thing. I'll tell you about that in a minute, my 80-20 bat. Uh -huh. uh, I use that in all my presentations. But my contention is not that this is these are the only steps in the sales process, but rather that whether you're 
Sales process has five steps or 75 steps. These five steps are there. Yeah. Greeting, rapport building, investigation, presentation, demonstration, and close. And the reason I, I combine rapport building and investigation is because if you separate those, which a lot of trainings do, yeah, you can I can rapport build with you all day long. About baseball or some bullshit. Anything. Yeah. Because you can build rapport with anything. Yeah. Any common factor, which is always good. But if you can combine investigation with it, then you're moving closer to a sale or, just as important, somebody identifying as not your prospect. Yeah. If you can get somebody to clearly say, I am not your prospect, for reasons other than just, I don't like you, I don't want to be called, those are not good reasons. Right. You want them to make an informed decision that, no, I'm not your prospect. That's a valuable skill because you've gotten, you know, anybody that knows anything about numbers and sales, you know that you're going to convert four out of 100 in cold call. Yeah. Right? So you want your 96. You're trying to find your 96 that are going to say no. Yeah. So if you develop language on your website, for instance, yeah. that causes people to go, no, I don't want sheet metal for my roof. I want asphalt sheet. Right. Instead of being super vague, like you need roofing, and then right. like they give you all this bullshit about like stuff right. you don't do, and then you're like, oh, yeah, right. sorry, we only do commercial roofing for like more than 50,000 square feet. Like, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. I'm a resident, and I want asphalt. My <laughs> HOA won't let me put anything but asphalt, so I am not your website. <laughs> That's valuable. The ability yeah. to do that in content is a valuable skill. Well, because salespeople all they have is their time, basically, right? That's so, it. and how irritated are you when you when you're two or three clicks into a website, only to find out they're not the right fit for you? Yeah, irritated is all get yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. damn irritated. You wasted my time. <laughs> now I want to find a way to actually cost you a sale because <laughs> you wasted my time. Yeah, I want to downvote. Is there an unlike? <laughs> That's right. Is there something we can do? Or don't leave a bad review. I mean, this kind of stuff happens. Yeah. This happens. People will go leave bad reviews when they've never done business with you because yeah. your website pissed them off. Yeah, well, that's cool yeah. how the kind of sales work world goes into the online. It's all advertising and positioning and stuff. It's really interesting because I try to do that when I'm actually like as a individual salesperson talking on the phone. Try sure. to get to know early. You know yeah. what I mean? So totally. you want to do the same thing on your website. Yeah. Really totally. cool. Yeah, it's a harder skill. I always talk about you know, on a phone or in person, you get that no, and you can read the person, you can hear, you can feel the body language. You don't get that online, so it's yeah. a much harder process. Yeah, yeah. Okay, one, one or two last things, then we're sure. done. Okay, so I'll be super honest. So I'm not talking about modern Greek for a second, and I'm not going to name any names specifically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I know multiple businesses like this, so I'm not picking on anyone specifically. Sure. But for the business owner who's actually pretty successful. Mm -hmm. This is an interesting thing. This is what makes it, their success traps them even more. Because oh, sure. then they won't, yeah. won't change as much. So for the successful business owner, really is what I'm talking about, who's not doing online marketing, mm -hmm. or doing a really poor job. And mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like this, so I'm not picking on anyone, because people I know will be listening to this and thinking that I'm talking about them. <laughs> Which I probably am, but then also other people. Sure. So Not you, but someone else. <laughs> they're not investing basically almost at all compared to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Retitle in all these different videos, True. write multiple blog posts per True. week, create this whole trot line. They're not doing anything like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure they have a website. Maybe they're doing something, like they're mm -hmm. posting on Facebook three times a week or something. Mm -hmm. But they're doing massively less than it would sound like you would recommend. Why, what is stopping them? Like, what are their beliefs? Why aren't they investing more in this? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Um, like the most common ones, obviously, there could be all sure, sorts of you know, sure, sure, sure. reasons. Well, to me, everybody comes into two camps. Uh, today, the, the simple fact is that online marketing is fragmented enough now, to where, and it's firmed up around what it is. We all thought that Facebook was going to completely supplant Google, right? Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. But we know what Facebook is now. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn was kind of this whole only business thing for a long time, and it still is, but it's become this other thing, and it's still you know, migrating a little bit since since Microsoft bought them. But okay. you, we know what Google is. We know what AdWords is. Yeah. We know what mobile is now because that was its own thing. Yeah. You know, when that first came out, everybody was doing the separate mobile website. Yeah. And now WordPress is flex enough to where mobile mobile websites are not that hard to yeah, right. So it's fragmented enough to where you can pretty easily, I know I can, I can, on a 20-minute discovery call, I can tell by the end of that call whether it's a good fit, whether you should be doing online marketing. Because I'd say for 20% of the small businesses out there, they shouldn't be doing online marketing. Yeah. Anybody in an RFP position where businesses uh, submit requests for proposals off of a list, you don't really need to do online marketing other than to have a, a good website that tells your story. Yeah. 
have Facebook pages just so people can verify that you exist. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, but so for the 80% that should be something and they're not exactly. investing in it. Like, exactly. There's two things, time and uh, belief. Belief that it really is going to do good for them. Yeah. You know, everybody out there, they get, they get together around water coolers, the metaphorical networking water coolers. Yeah. And they talk to other people about what they did. And they said, yeah, I put 20000 into an online marketing campaign, got zilch out of it. I talked to small business owners who go, yeah, I put $3,000 a month for three years into an AdWords campaign, and I can't say a single lead that I got out of it. Um, so, brutal. Yeah, it's $100,000. $100,000. Yeah. $100, yeah. So, everybody knows the horror stories, and it's kind of like the 24-hour news cycle. You hear every kid that gets kidnapped. You don't want to let your kid out of out of the house, but in reality, it's 24 kids over the entire nation, you know, <laughs> so we do the same thing with the sales horror stories, yeah. because, you know, the famous saying, 50% of all marketing money is wasted, yeah. I just haven't figured out which half yet, Yeah. that's how all small business owners feel, but they don't have that big corporate budget behind them, yeah. so it's completely understandable that they wouldn't, but what you have to and do, and if they're not doing it, it's coming like straight out of their net income, sure. so them as the business owner, they're like, fuck that, that's, that's my it. extra money that's directly it. for me, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. <laughs> and, and so... Really, what you have to have is a very clear target. Yeah. And most agencies are not going to pursue a clear target because that ties you down to a certain amount of accountability. Yeah. So we want a really clear target, and we want a route to get there. If we can't do that with the budget they have, don't start. Yeah. Do something simple. Hire a college intern for 20 bucks an hour, have them work 10 hours a month, and get them to post some pictures on social and I'll teach you how to tag them. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things we do is we'll go in and we'll consult with people. Yeah. Get you a couple of interns. I'll tell you exactly how to do it. Yeah. And you're not going to pay me $2,000 a month. You're yeah. going to pay them $400 a month. Yeah. And it'll give you some pings out there. Anything out there is going to ping. Google's going to find it. Yeah. As long as you title it right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's budget and it's the fear of committing because you really, you really do have to commit to to a certain period of time, you need at least six months before yeah, you can make that happen. Because yeah. that's going to take that long for Google to to catalog it, uh, index it, and get the signals back to you in any readable way. Yeah. So I think so, if they if they just try to get clarity about it um, and have clear goals, and I guess be patient and not listen to the horror stories, you know. That's it. You got to at some point just just bite the bullet, even if it's you yourself. Um, again, I teach I teach free classes all the time. Yeah. I can show you how to set up a series of 12 blog posts, a minimum of 1,000 words, put some images in them. Right. And you can do the work yourself, write one a month, and in a year you have 12. And if they're evergreen, you just keep reusing. So there's things you can do yourself. If you're going to hire somebody, you just got to commit. Uh, I, had a, I had a client a few years ago. We came in and he said, yeah, if we do, if we hit these numbers inside of six months, I'm going to be thrilled. Yeah. I said, great. We're gonna, I need a year. He said, it was great. As long as you can hit these numbers six months, I'll be thrilled. We hit him in three, and he fired us on the fourth month. What? He had a bad month, and that this happens all the time. He had a bad month. Uh, a couple of his guys, uh, it was a home services company. I'm not going to say which kind. Yeah. But, uh, a couple of his guys took off some, with some equipment. Uh, that does suck. Yeah. You know, he had a bad, but this happens in small business. Yeah. You know, so it, it, I, I don't judge anybody. Yeah. I, I don't judge anybody who decides not to do it. Right. Or quits. Uh, but you have to commit to at least an idea that you're going to do. And, you know, if nothing else, take a selfie video. Tell your story every day. Walk out of your business every day and go, hey, today we did this, this, this. Make it under a minute. You know, in six months, you've got 100 videos. People are probably scared shitless to do that. But they yeah. are. They are. <laughs> but they don't realize that offhand, offhand, yeah. selfie videos convert more <clears> than <throat> most professional videos. Really? Oh, yeah. Because it's more real. You think about most professional video, I'm John Stamos, I'm not, <laughs> but if I were, I'm talking to you today about people. And it looks like so try hard, especially when they have the budget to do it properly, you know? It's well, like, no, it's worse if they have the budget. You spend $12,000 on a video, <laughs> and it just sits on the metaphorical shelf because it never, you know, it's, the video is dependent on the script. Yeah. So if you're not telling the story, if it doesn't come down to a problem that needs to be solved, then it's just an ego buy. Oh, really, at the end of the day, it's seeing yourself all dolled up on, on a video. You, it has to tell the story. That's why you walk out of the door and go, we solve these problems today. Yeah. Today, I, I tell anybody who's in any kind of home services, go show before, middle, and after. Yeah. Before, middle, and after. 
Show when you, the first time you start tearing anything out of the kitchen, show the middle, right when you put the cabinets in, yeah. show the end. Yeah. If you put a 20-second video in, every time you do that, yeah. people will eat that up because that's exactly what they want to see. Right. You didn't destroy their house. Their children are still alive and healthy. And afterward, they're, they're happy with it. So tell that story just in an easy video, upload it to YouTube. That's easy. Awesome. Yeah. Well, holy shit, man. So that was great. I don't even know what the best part was. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I feel I feel bad because I feel like I took the train off the track. You have no me. reason to feel bad whatsoever. So last question is, yeah. you've got these, this, this book, right? Oh, like, you got my book. Clean your up. Yeah, I like this. Yes, I, I do. Because I, I have to know what to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which I'm insanely backlogged right now, so it'll probably be months. Till I get yeah. to this. But I read 30 books a year or something like that. Nice. And so... Um, my parting question is, you've got 19 books here. Mm -hmm. God, some of these are really interesting. But That's probably which, the most underrated book out there. Hardball. What? Really? Oh, yeah. Simple, easy read. It's a really thin book. I'm looking at your books up here. It's it's probably about that thick. Yeah. This one right here. Little Red Book. I hate that selling. book, by the way. Who is that? It's, like, it's like the best sold selling That's book. That's Jeffrey Gilmer. That's sales bible. Oh, that's God. sales Bible guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I've never read that one, but sales Bible Bible is, a, is the best. Probably good. That one just was too simple for me. It's like little like kid storybook about sales. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Hardball is really cool because it tells the story about making hardball decisions versus softball decisions. Yeah. And it's by these three Harvard business guys who, uh, he, they basically do a breakdown of major businesses like Frito-Lay. They cover Frito-Lay. Yeah. And you're, you're, how old are you? I'm 26. Okay, yeah, you're too young for this, but in the in the mid '80s, um, Anheuser Busch saw Frito Lay being fat and happy and not really delivering well. Yeah, and uh, they did a major launch of uh, Eagle Snacks, and they were really taking business away from Frito Lay. And so the premise of the book <laughs> really? is never heard of that. Right, all. right, no, not at all. <laughs> So so basically, uh, <clears throat> Frito-Lay, so the premise of the book, hardball move versus softball move. A softball move is to like file lawsuits like Gillette in yeah. their response to the, the monthly uh, Razor ads. Yeah. They did softball moves. They, um, they uh, filed lawsuits and they complained and they put advertising out there about, you know, why aren't you more loyal to us and things God, like that. Yeah, and so versus Frito Lay's move, yeah. which is to run through their own process to go, where are we weak? Let's shore up where we're weak. Let's dump any products that are not uh, performing. Yeah, that's that's the study GM versus Ford. You know, Ford in the last uh, major crisis, they dumped uh, brands. Yeah, they dumped them. Yeah, GM never dumps a brand. A brand. Yeah, they've had underperforming brands for. It took them forever to shut down Oldsmobile. It okay. reminds me of Jack Welch, but like yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's a great book. I love every one of these books, by the way. So I could just talk for an hour on each one. But yeah, yeah, let's talk about books. <laughs> okay. So what is? And it's okay if it's the uh, Jeffrey one about yeah. I just shit on his other book. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't like it personally. Whatever. Not honestly, right? So totally. what? Uh, what do you think if they're going to read one book on this list? Which is it going to be? Gosh. You know, a small it business. Who, they are. who is it? What are they doing? Oh, God. Do they have a sales team? Okay, let's make it, let's qualify it a little bit. Yeah, so they have a sales team. Okay, they're Absolutely. running three or four guys, three or four people. Yeah, or 50. Then, well, 50, <laughs> that's a different animal because you better be hiring a sales manager at that point. Yes, correct. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. So, yeah. so I, I, I see people needing help more at the like five to seven salespeople. Absolutely. Okay, they, so for that person. They've got to, we get back to the golf analogy, they groove their own mistakes. They, yeah. they, they do things well, but they're not really sure why. So for that, I would say... Like me, when I was like selling the shit out of that college prep thing, I had yeah. no idea why. Right, exactly. So, um, I honestly, it may sound oversimplified, but I would start with How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. A longer read that you should just keep reading until you finally understand it is Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Yeah. It took me years. I, I, was, I, I was 10 years after reading that book, still digging out pieces. Oh, that's what he meant. Yeah, things like that. Like, for instance, the ground of winning. The the winning general chooses the ground before the battle is ever fought, and he, and the, most of the time the battle is not ever fought. Yeah, because the losing general has gotten to the ground too late. He can't pick the winning ground, so he gives up. Yeah, that's a that, that's like human. It behavior. resonates with me, man. Big human time behavior. Chills. 
Yeah. So, so yeah. If you're leading anybody, read Sun Tzu's Art of War, uh, because it's really human behavior one on one. How to Influence and Influence People is a great book because it's kind of a vignette book. Yeah. So you can do one chapter and kind of digest that for a month. Push that out to your salespeople. <clears throat> um, How to Swim with Sharks is really good. Um, it trends more corporate. Yeah. So maybe 20% of the book really isn't applicable to the small business owner. Yeah. Uh, but you're still going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. Uh, Long Term, Good to Great, Built to Last. Those are both really great books. Let me go back through my list to see which ones. Okay. Um, if you're producing content, you need to read the Ad Writing, the Ad Week Copywriting Handbook by Joe Sugarman. Okay. It's one of the greatest things ever written on copywriting. Any of the guerrilla books are like desk references. Yeah. For me, I can just pick them up and read any chapter. I can open any chapter and get something out of it. Yeah. Um, Ultimate Sales Letter and Ultimate Marketing Plan are great for uh, producing copy. E-Myth um, is, to me, uh, I'll be careful how I say this, but to me, it's it, other books have caught up to it in passage. Yeah. Uh, it's still great. If you've never read it before, read it. But it's not... Um, it's not uh, like number one level for me anymore. The One Minute Manager, because it's so short, uh, is great. Any of the One Minute series by Spencer Johnson and uh, Ken Blanchard uh, are really great because they're super short. Yeah. And you get these little digestible. It's about how to lead people without having to revamp your entire system. Yeah. So they're really, really great. Um, Seven Habits, I will be really super transparent here. I've never finished that book. Yeah. But I did find that I was able to get through the audiobook very well. Yeah. That's not that's unusual for me. Yeah. Usually I'll read it, but I could not get through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the audiobook is outstanding. Cool. Um, Jeffrey Gittimer, The Sales Bible, is really great, but you need to be in sales for that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read that. Um, a lot of people love to move my cheese. To me, again, that is very similar to E-Myth. Yeah. Um, but I'm reading books all the time. Uh, neither the one thing or essentialism on this list. Uh, they're both good if you haven't read those kind of books. They're a bit redundant if you have. There's a lot of books out there that talk about focus and staying on task and how to remove. Uh, it's kind of the tyranny of the urgent, that idea. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you get, uh, oh, gosh, one thing that uh, Stephen Covey says in his audiobook, he says um, most people are in the thick of thin things. I love that. Yeah. Because we're all like that. We all end up moving, you know, midway through the day. What have I done today? I haven't done anything up into the thick of thin things. Yeah. And I make sure to not do that by scheduling what's most important sure. than sticking to it. Sure. Right sure. But like today, again, being super transparent, me and my wife, I played guitar. Yeah. I went out to an open mic last night and played. And uh, she needed to get back into her car. Her key fob doesn't work anymore. Got to get replaced. You know, the battery runs out. Yeah. She uses my There was open mic. Uh, this one is at Giddy Ups in uh, Manchac. Wow, that was trippy. I went to an open mic. This is Blues, this blues Jam. Oh, anyways, yeah, yeah. that was just crazy. What open mic are you talking about? Like comedy? I don't know. <laughs> the girl I'm seeing right now took me to this open mic thing. It was crazy, man. It was so was fun, that? but it was so random. I would never go to an open mic. When was this? Uh, yesterday? Is today Wednesday? Yeah, it was last night. Where at? God, this uh, this hole in the wall, man. I forgot the name of the place. It's on on Guadalupe, like the parlor or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but was it like blues? No, just people just singing. I don't know. I've never been to an open mic before. Not karaoke. No, open mic for sure. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And it wasn't blues. <laughs> no. That's fascinating. I, I thought blues was the only thing they did that on. Yeah, Austin's great. It's got there's probably ten or fifteen blues open mics. You can go here. Interesting. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so what ended up happening is uh, my keys ended up in her purse. Yeah. And she works in far north, like Cedar Park, Alaska. Yeah. And we live in south, 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 south. Yeah. Uh, and so I go, out to my, I go out to my car for my first appointment, go for my keys, and not there. So going back to the thick of thin things, well, yeah. suddenly the tyranny of the urgent is right in my face, right? Yeah. So things happen, but, you know, it's about how quickly, is that going to wreck your whole day? Or yeah. are you going to be able to scrub well, yeah, all that you off get your to desk? Choose, you know? yeah. so, well, everybody does, but at the same time, you're, you're you're at the mercy of the tools you have in your toolkit. Yeah. And so, but but going back to the accountability thing we talked about before, at some point you go, hmm, the, my refocus tool is not very sharp. I need to work on that. How are you going to do that? You know, you can get some consulting, you can get some help. 
And that's for every salesperson, every sales manager, every small business owner managing salespeople, and you feel like you're drowning, that's what you need to do. You need to find the first step. Call somebody. There's so many people who will help you. And even just getting a little bit of help for free on a free discovery call. That's why I offer free discovery calls because when I started out, there were so many people that helped me and didn't get paid a nickel. Yeah. They said, hey, listen, you're beating your head up against this wall. You're not even on the right wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go through this door. There's yeah. an awesome door just to your right. Yeah. And I love doing that for people. So if there's any chance that I can do that for people, I'm happy to. And I do that for WordPress, SEO, online marketing, overall strategy. Uh, you know, if I can fit into my schedule, I'll do a 20-minute call with you. I'll look at your website. We'll take a look at what, what you're trying to do. And if there's anything I can point you to, if you even if you don't have the budget right now, and then uh, later on down the line, maybe maybe that's something that works for you. But it's really all about we're all helping each other. Yeah. You know? And I love strategy. I just love anything that works, that works for somebody. I want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if it's Cupcake Shop or, you know, a Ford Motor Company. You know, one into the other. I yeah. love it all. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kyle. I think people will listen to that and get a lot of value out of it, which is what I intend to do with each and every episode. If I, yeah, I'm excited about I this. Can. I'm going to go back and listen to all of yours. Uh, I love the titles of every single one uh, <laughs> yeah. that, uh, of what you've already put out there. So I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Really happy to, to have gotten to do this. So thanks a lot. No problem, dude. Yeah. That was a handshake for those of you who could hear it. <laughs> All right, dude.